As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's time for a new episode of TMG. Hi, everybody. Welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr., I enjoy discovering and sharing real-life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of E. MG, let's tell me something good. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. Real quick, guys, don't forget to say this as I always do. Don't forget to visit our YouTube page. Let's tell me something good with the apple Guys, I'm so excited to have you joining the show today, as you know I am. And before we go further, you know how we like to do it. Let's give a huge shout out to my biggest supporter, my biggest fan. My lovely wife, Nicole. Hey, girl, how you doing? That's your shout out. Everybody around the world is listening to your, know your name, girl. Hey, uh, guys, I always say this, and I really mean this. In a really short time, this show has really taken off, and it's being heard in places all around the globe, like Trinidad, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the Great Britain, China. You name it, TMG is being streamed. And if it's 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, TMG is streaming live. Guys, we have an absolutely phenomenal show today. And, and let me say this. To all those who've been watching the show for the past few years and have kind of allowed it to grow, you've seen it grow, let me take this time, let me take the moment to tell you Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate that. And maybe this is your first time tuning in, your very first time listening to the show. Thank you so much for joining the show. Guys, like I said, we have a phenomenal show today. 
Uh, we're going to talk about some wonderful things and some great things today. Uh, today's topic, guys, if you did not catch it, today's topic is all shook up. Yeah, yeah. And when I bring in my special guest, you'll see why I chose this particular topic. All shook up. Let me ask you guys a question. Have you ever, have you ever had something to happen that left you feeling all shook up? I, I don't know. Maybe it was a car accident. Uh, maybe I poured cold water on you. I don't know. But have you ever had something to happen that left you all shook up? If it did, type it in chat. Put it in chat for me there. Something that left you all shook up. And, and before I go further, let me make this public service announcement. Guys, you know that this show is all about finding moments of inspiration from everyday people like you, like me, like your next door neighbor, like anyone. And if you have an inspirational story that you think will be good to share right here on TMD, Guys, I want you to send me an email. Let me know about it. Tell me about it. Send it right there. Your email address is right there on the screen. That's tell me something 21 at gmail.com. So have you ever had something to occur in your life, whether it was directly with you or with someone you knew or loved one, something that kind of left you all shook up? Yeah, chances are. Many of us have. So what did you do to address things? Now, I want you to imagine, I want you to imagine that occurring and having a unique health challenge on top of that. Okay? Or maybe the health challenge was the reason everything got out of hand in the first place. Guys, uh, if the title of today's episode today's show all shook up if that title of today's show reminds you of an elvis song for all our elvis uh fans out there it should it should uh today's guest is familiar with all things elvis yeah familiar with all things elvis but they are also familiar with the tough battles that go along with enduring autism that's right. They have autism. Uh, and this individual is one of my very first guests I ever had on the show. One of my very first guests I ever had on the show. And he wanted to come back when we reached out to him. Very wonderful guy. So he knows the tough battles of dealing with autism. He's an Elvis tribute entertainer. He's an autism advocate. He sings across the country, guys. He sings across the country of doing what he loves, encouraging others. Guys, I want you to give a huge TMT welcome to our very special guest, guys, Aaron Smith. Aaron, come on, man. And How's it going? Hello, Travis. How are you, sir? Man, how you doing today, Aaron? What's going on? Um, I'm hanging in there, man, you know, making it one day at a time, but good, good. Just got back from... Just got back from Tennessee a little bit ago, so I was down there uh, with Timmy Hendry at the Smoky Mountain Elvis Festival down there. So that was that was fun to see all the brothers and to see all the other guys and to to get down there. And uh, 
do a show with a with the uh, uh, Infinite E Band, and and their wow. their band and orchestra and the whole bit was just fantastic. It was my first time in a big theater, so a lot of guests. You were performing in Tennessee. Yes, Pigeon Forge. Awesome, awesome, love it, love it already, guys. Aaron Smith, Aaron, you and I are not strangers. No, you're not. You're not a stranger to this show. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, I came on. Was it one of three of your first three during the COVID pandemic? Absolutely. I I think the COVID pandemic had just kind of hit everybody, Mm -hmm. and you were one of the first three guests I ever had on the show. Uh, Thank you so much, man, for coming back out again and gracing us uh, with your presence, man. Welcome, everybody, to the show, guys. Everybody saying welcome and thank you for joining, Aaron. We appreciate you, man. We really do. Lori Uh, says hello. Yes, yes. Oh, Erica, what's up? I didn't see you. I didn't see you today, girl. Yeah, (laughs) you you were shooting hooky. Uh-huh. I look for you were shooting. I'm not, I'm not going to put your business out there, but. I was looking looking for you. (laughs) Dodging and ducking, man. I know, right? I know, right? So, guys, listen. Aaron is definitely not a stranger here with PMG. We we love him. He's he's been with us uh, for guys for a while. And like I said, Aaron is a a Elvis tribute entertainer. And some people say, well, I don't know what in the world that is. Aaron, I know about you, and you and I have talked, so... Let, let the audience know what an Elvis tribute entertainer is, what you do. Let them know well, who you are. Just kind of give us a little background on yourself there, a little bit. Well, we're just we're just weirdos that dress as Elvis. We're super fans. No, no, no. Um, an Elvis tribute artist or Elvis tribute entertainer, per se, would be a, a gentleman that, that does a tribute to Elvis, the man in his music, and, and does a show on stage, dresses like him, uh, theatrical, but with a professional image. There's some guys out there that do it not that professionally, like we call them Elvis impersonators, but Elvis tribute artists and, and a tribute performer does it with tact and with taste and, and, and does it depending on the era. There's guys that do the 50s. There's guys that do okay. the 60s. There's guys that do the 70s. I'm a 70s guy. I know you can't tell right now. This is like super casual and like didn't feel like dragging the suit out, but I love the glamour. I love the glitz. I love the suit. I love the Vegas era. So, and we'll travel from competition to competition. To, the goal is to become the next ultimate tribute artist, like uh, Bill Cherry or Sean Clutch or or some of those guys that have the ultimate title, uh, the inspirations. But again, wow. no one should look up to the. I mean, people should look up to the other guys, but. Always find your own inner Elvis. Don't try to be like some of those other guys because you have to be yourself. I like that. You guys, he's already dropping knowledge with us, guys. He said, find your own inner Elvis. And you can take that and you can apply that to anything. You know, there are people, what I hear from that, uh, Aaron, is that there are people that we look up to and there will be people we always will aspire to. And we don't have to be a carbon copy of them. Based on what you just said, find your own inner elders. We don't have to be a carbon copy of the individuals that we look up to. We can admire some of their uh, characteristics, but we have to find out who we are inside. We have to discover who we are and become that and become the best version of that person. 
Absolutely. I mean, and I had to try to discover that myself in this industry because there were people I looked up to, but you don't want to copy it too much to where whatever you do becomes too fake or, or you're not yourself and you're not, because you can't help anyone by telling other people's experience. You have to tell your own. It's your own story. Man, see, this is why I brought him back. You hear what he's saying? This is why I brought you back, Aaron, right there. That right there says it all, that you have to be who you are. And we have to be honest with who we are with ourselves. Um, so you, you mentioned, you said there are different, uh, you know, kind of genres that do like 50s, 60s, 70s, and you said you do 70s. And so no matter, and you perform in that, in the full whole outfit, everything, the whole stage, theatrical stage outfit and everything. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. The suit and the lighting and the, the songs from that era, we try to give people the best experience exactly. and, and, and that, exactly. that they can get when it comes to whether I'm competing or, or performing on stage. It's giving them an experience, but it's also taking them back in time to kind of for that sort of hour and a half hour we do that show they're enjoying it and they feel like they can take something away from that or if they're older relive some of those memories from from past youth and and then just kind of come alive again for that short hour that that's that's phenomenal that's absolutely uh phenomenal guys so guys today's topic is all shook up and i know aaron's familiar with that title because it's an elvis song uh but I chose that topic because you have some things to shake you up. Um, just a little. Friend. Just a few. Yeah, little, little, just a little bit. A little bit right there. Just, just a little, little bit, baby. Just a little. Yeah. Uh, there we go. It's come out. <laughs> I knew it was going to come out sooner or later. But there's a little thing where something shook your life up, Aaron. Mm -hmm. and, and when I met you, we all were in lockdown in the middle of the pandemic. Remember that? It was that freaky. What are we gonna do? Are we gonna live in a freaking bubble, the red? Like it I, really I, was. I, it, brought, it brings out the best and the worst in you. You got to meet me in my natural habitat versus the show atmosphere. <laughs> I know, and we're talking about being all shook up. And I guarantee everyone that's listening, everyone that's gonna go back and listen to this, we've all had some things that shook us up. We've all had some things that had us uneasy. Some things that get you un all shook up. You don't know where to catch your balance. You don't know how to catch your balance. You all feel like you're kind of wobbling, so to speak. So today's topic. Well, and that's that, that's perfectly said. That was exactly just you know. This is the only way everybody in America and all over. I can't say just America. We were communicating through screens. That's, that's... Absolutely, absolutely, a a absolutely. And so you had something specifically uh to you mm -hmm. that left you kind of all shook up and i mentioned it in my introduction of you that uh you had autism yes. right and, and yes. i know a lot of people may not understand what that what being on the spectrum is yep. uh what that means uh at which age were you diagnosed uh or you were informed that you were on the spectrum now that you had autism and what type of difference did it make in your life I mean, from what I can remember, it was very young. I want to say at least seven or eight oh, wow. was when it was like, you're different. But that's because I remember going to doctors and just 
-hmm. trying out different medications, just being sort of drug everywhere and being like, okay, we're going here, we're doing this. It's like (laughs) at a young kid, you don't really comprehend what's going on. You just listen to your parents because they know. But it was a young age. And then on top of that, it was I didn't know if it was a good thing or if it was a bad thing. Wow. So in seven, eight years old, you don't know. There's kids that's going with the parents they do. And then finally, you kind of get the news. Okay. Yep. I I got the news from a doctor and they said, well, you have ASD. And at that time, ASD wasn't as known as it is now. So it was like, okay, you have ASD. We're going to put you on this medication. And that didn't work. So then it was, I got sent to a psych ward, which was, again, at a young age, it's like, I got really violent and there was just some reactions and it's like, okay. So then we tried something different because their thought in the early 2000s was, this one miracle pill is going to solve it because he's like every other autistic person. And it's not like it was today where there's levels. It was just, let's give him this because other people, it works for them. So Correct, correct. So was trying different stuff and finally finding out that there's certain mixtures of medication. Not you mm-hmm. can mix, but finding that right mix and not just being like, we'll give you this because we gave it to Tom over there. You know. Wow. I, I've, I, I've learned... Uh, I've learned that in one pill or one size, when it comes to people being on the spectrum, one size does not fit all. No, no, it does not. And I think back then it, there wasn't a book and there wasn't people were families were ashamed of it or were brought up where parents or other people bringing up, like you kind of hide it's a mental illness, so we'll just hide them because it's embarrassing. So I right. think it was the turning point of my family finding resources to help it, but also having the right therapist and the right group of people behind me right. to, to understand it and having experienced people to do it. Because if you have any just therapist, they're not, they'll be good, but you need to have someone with, I always say older, with that experience so that they're patient enough to try those different methods and they're they're willing to read behaviors that they've seen before in other people so that that way it's not in an inexperienced uncharted territory for the family and for the individual that they're serving or that they're working with absolutely uh and you know i think i kind of think of it like this aaron you know we all wear shoes Right, mm-hmm. most of us we all wear shoes, but not everyone wears the same size. Unless you're down in Florida, then you wear flip flops. No, then you wear flip flops all day. <laughs> you know, but we, but typically we don't all wear the same size. No, so no. so so to think that one size fits all, we kind of had to look at it in that manner. You know, one treatment doesn't fit all; it's not for all. Um, but so you had to deal with those challenges. Early on in your life, uh, when most that was a, that was a perfect out. analogy. I just want to say, Trev, that was that was great. Literally, that's if most people would, I don't want to say most people, but if people would look at it that way, there would, I think, be a little bit more tolerance. If people Absolutely. could step back and look at it that way and go, you know, we all wake up in the morning, but not the same way. Not the not same way. 
and, and I can tell you, my wife can tell you that exactly. I wake up, I'm on 10. I'm ready to go. Ready to go. Yeah. What is wrong? I need some of whatever you're getting, man. Yeah. My, my, my wife, she's like, don't wake her up. Let's leave me alone. Don't talk to me. It's about 11 o'clock. She's good. No, I'm just kidding. She's cool. But, I have to have my but, team wake me up on the road because, again, I'm a night owl. So I'll be up to like 5, 6 in the morning. I go to bed. I'll wake up and it's like everyone else of the team too. Everyone in the room in the suite is, is I feel like a beauty queen. Cause they're waiting on me. They're like, is he up? Here? <laughs> you, know, call of her, you know, and it's like, as soon as I'm up, it's nice because they're all dressed and helping me. They got setting my medication out or planning out my stuff or like making sure I have enough towels or whatever. And it's just like my friend, we were on, when we were in Tennessee, we, we had this big show and I'm so nervous and, we're all in the suite having cocktails and talking about things. And <laughs> he goes, you're worse than a woman. He's like, all I have to do is this, 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 get my hair done. He's like, so we got up and we were kind of arguing. Some of the people on my team were arguing about who's going to shower first. <laughs> and it was like, we're all guys, except there's one girl. Her name's Haley. She helps with, with transportation and getting gigs and, and working on my team. But it's like, I'm always the one that showers last because it takes me an hour in the shower and then it takes me an hour to do my hair and makeup. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. <laughs> what, what, all I hear, Aaron, is don't go on any trips with you. That's all I hear. Well, yeah, just, <laughs> That's all I hear. I, I'm telling you, if it was like all girls, they'd understand. No. Yeah, they'd understand. So instead, you it was just a, instead, it was just the whole floor of Elvis impersonators. So the guys got <laughs> us got weirdos. It. We got it. We got it's it. Like we traveling, got with, it. traveling with the drag queens. They're like, hey, you need some makeup for power. Hey, you got a case. Like we share our, it's just, they get it. But even the wives of some of these guys, I'm going to tell you there, Travis, they're like, what is wrong with my 36-year-old husband with a beauty case lip gloss? Like, uh. I'll, I'll just say this, and those who know this joke will get it. Pancake number five. Uh, I'm going to leave that alone. Pancake number five. I'll drop that out there. Those who know that joke will know that joke. Pancake number five. Nicole, you're listening. I know you know what it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that like magic potion number five? No, nah, totally different. Right. So let me ask you a question. Let me ask you something. So early on, when most of us are trying to learn who we are as kids and as children, Mm-hmm. Running around playing with our kids and friends and in school things like that. You had a, your life took a different turn, right? So, uh, what when you finally got the news that you had autism and you finally realized you know, something was different with you and it wasn't just you know you were just a different child. There was actually something a name to it. What difference did it make? It began to make in your life uh, having autism and seeing everyone else because you said uh, and you started having these little violent uh, outbursts and things mm-hmm. like that. So did that kind of put a explanation behind some behaviors? And what kind of difference did it begin making your life when now you knew you had autism? Well, for me, I mean, at a young age, when I was having those issues, it was kind of like, whoa, because I was scared. I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to go to jail because that's what an institution felt like at the time. It's like there's something wrong with me. I'm not going to see my parents. I'm not going to be home. I'm not going to be able to see. So it took me through that route of like, what's wrong with me? And why am I different than the other kids? Cause like out on the playground and stuff in elementary school, that's normal. Right. But like, as I got older, it was like, what's wrong? Is there something wrong with me? Why don't they like me? Why don't I have Correct. 10 friends and girlfriends? And why can't I sit with these kids? Like it was really, 
it almost probably a form of depression, I want to say, because I found myself isolating because I didn't want to hurt anyone else or get oh, wow. hurt, you know? So I would mm-hmm. lock myself in my room and draw or play video games at a young age. And they always say, you know, well, you shouldn't be. Realistically, if a parent with someone with autism in the early 2000s, what else are they going to do? They can't interact with their friends socially all the time. And you don't want to just sit on your thumbs all day. You need to have some sort of engagement to keep that brain stimulating and that memory working. So I would either shop with my mom and dad, go thrifting, go to the antique shops or or play video games or draw. I I loved art. That was my escape. Mm. was drawing or collecting things. Like I have a, from like age eight or nine, I was fixated on anything from the fifties. So I, went in my first antique store when I was like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they go, oh my God, he's going to break things. My parents were like, nope, we're going to train him not to touch things. But it gave me more of an appreciation for things. An appreciation right, right, for right. Have. Because when I got older, I would I started collecting things and, and my dad's garage got filled and he hated me because he's like, where are we going to put all this stuff? Because it was just stuff. But years later, I was able to furnish an apartment. So there you go. I had a spot for everything, but it was hard interacting because there was so little, there was so little interaction. And at Mm -hmm. that time there wasn't as much media and technology. So you kind of really had to either hands on things or video games. Like there wasn't communication or chat rooms or groups or places for people like that to go. Wow. So it was a double-edged sword. I liked it because it made me kind of discover stuff in my, who I was versus watching other people. Cause we didn't have people to watch. Right. But I also right. didn't like it because now uh, the younger generation kids are so fortunate because now with technology, it can connect us with all different other people that go, Oh, Absolutely. He's, like he's like me. I, I can relate to that. So I wish I would have had it in that aspect. Um, but I also don't because it helped me be more structured with myself. And at the same time, think about it. You said uh-huh. that when you were going to these stores, uh, these 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 shops, uh, uh, what also helped was the fact that um, when they were saying they're going to teach you what not to touch and what not to do, it also teaches some discipline, some self discipline. So it did help in those areas as well. My mom was determined because we had this lamp in our living room growing up. We it was in my grandparents' living room when I was younger, and then. It, it's now in my dad's living room at the house, but and my it was my grandma's, and she goes, you know, he's gonna break that, and you need to put it up on a higher table. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And my mom right, would right. say, no, he's not. Because if he touches it, I'm going you know, to teach him not to touch it, not to mess with it. So he's not going to mess with it. And it's funny because to this day, it's still in one piece. And it's not even me that's had to worry about it. We have cats at home, and the cats are the cats are going to kill that sucker more faster than I am. It's still there. But so growing up having someone say that, it also kind of defied or defied that logic because we'd go into these stores, and you'd have older people uh, that don't bring your kids in here, and it was funny because they'd be baffled that there's this little five six year old with his mom and dad interested in it, but I. Never broke Not anything. Touch it. Never broke anything. And, and that goes shows that they were teaching you how to manage, which goes to my next thing, how to manage your autism before you knew you, you know, even before you were diagnosed with that. Uh, so, and it, well, we, for me, it helped a lot with words too. Like, you know, how oh, wow. they go use your words to right. show me what you want. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to see something, I would have to be like, hey, can I see, like, point to it? It, it helped with that, with asking and affirming things. So there was Absolutely. that part of it, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so we know you are a Elvis tribute entertainer, and you you know can explain what that is. But what I would want to know. Who's that is, guy? Yeah, right. Now, what was the inspiration behind what you do now as an Elvis tribute entertainer? What was what was the kind of thing that did you just wake up one morning and say, "Oh, I'll do that"? What was the what was the kind of inspiration behind that? Now get it, get this, get this. You have autism. You you you're an adult now, right? You're an adult now, yes. and you have autism. Last time I checked. So what, yeah, yeah. So what 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 made you? What was the inspiration behind that? Um, the, to to do it before I knew I could do it, I would yeah. have to say. I didn't fit in anywhere else. I mean, I would try to work a nine to five job or I, I, my first job was a landscaper and that builds character quicker than anything. It gives you a good tan and a good body, but it builds character really good when you're out in the sun. Like anyone who does that, my, my parents were big on, on that you physical, not the physical labor, but like work for things. So right, I was right. a landscaper and I remember working on this job and it was so hot. It was so hot. I was just like, there's got to be something that I can do. But it was, <laughs> I'd go home and I'd listen to his music or I'd watch the movies and I'd be like, uh-huh. Maybe someday I can do something. And so I entered a talent show and that was one of the things and people received it really well. And I was like, okay, maybe I can make people happy by doing this. And then I would right. watch the other guys. And I'm, I'm kind of not heeding to my own advice, but at that age, I was watching this guy named Sean Clush. I love him. He was like the best of the best. And I'm like, I'm going to be like Sean. Like he's, he was the first ever ultimate Elvis tribute artist crowned by Elvis Presley Enterprises. And he looked so much like him. And he was the first one that I saw. So you always remember that, that click in your head going, Oh my God. And I saw the way he captivated a room, but I also Mm. saw the fact that he was, he was a guy from Pittston, Pennsylvania. I believe that's where he's from. And everybody has, you know, their own life, but he took a chance on doing this. And, and now he's doing it around the world. And I said, I can do that. And everyone would say, pick a real job or, you know, yeah, do something oh real. You're not gonna. And I remember my first contest, um, I won and I brought the winning one. I won, I'll say it was third or fourth. 
But I brought that winning title home to my dad because he was uh-huh. the one going, you're never going to. My mom always supported me, but my dad, you know, your dad sometimes. A little tough on you. And I said, see? And he was like, oh. And I'm like, he was happy at that point, but he was like, he's not going to give this up. And I was like, nope, not anytime soon. So I would work odd jobs and mm-hmm. stuff here and there, but I never lost that. I never lost that. And it's like, Certain entertainers and stars that become noticed, you know, they always say they did something before that. It was one of those where I wanted to do this so bad and I was going to be damned if somebody was going to stop me and say, you're not going to do this. So the people telling me I'm not going to do it where I I, want to thank them if they're watching. Thank you. I know. Right. There you go. Absolutely. (laughs) Because you pushed me to do it. You know, they always say, don't, don't, don't go, don't tell him he can't do it. Damn, you're just going to make him want to do it more. Like when you tell your kids, no. Absolutely. God, listen, that's the biggest piece of inspiration, guys, I want you to take. He said, I want to thank all the people that were hating on me. I want to thank all the people that doubted me. I want to thank all the people that gave up on me, that quit on me. He said, because you pushed me into this position right now where I am. So really, so really? sometimes, so sometimes the haters that we think we have, or sometimes those who don't support us, they're doing more for us than we think they are. We think there is negative, but you can take that mindset that you have and we can flip it around into something positive. Man, that, that, that right there alone is good. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you perform with a live band when you do perform? Um, well, when I perform a little bit, sometimes I just sing in the shower. No, um, sometimes I'll perform with a live band on stage, and then sometimes it's just tracks. With COVID coming up, it, it mm-hmm. led me down the track route because certain venues would be like, oh, well, the more people you have up on stage in your production, the less people right. can come and see the show. So right. I'm versatile. I'll do both. I prefer to do it with a live band because it just mm-hmm. makes you feel like Elvis so much better. And, you know, the vibrations and just you you can feel it up there. And you just it gives you a whole nother magical push. It really does. Having that, that control over that band. And and it makes you feel more like Elvis than singing with a track. But I, I'll do I do both. I prefer a live band, to be honest with you, because if you have a track, it'll just end there. Yep. And quit. with a band, yeah. you can take them with you. Wow. So you, you and I have talked before. Again, we're we're no strangers. Where you you've been on the show before. Again, you were one of the first three uh, guests ever on TMG. Uh, how have things changed? since your time on the show three years ago has it really been that long yeah it's been yeah no right is i i i when i reached out to you man i said man it's like it's just been yesterday it is but it's been three years dude it doesn't even feel it it really doesn't it really really doesn't it doesn't feel it feels like you know the blink of an eye um it does Oh my gosh! Are you uh, traveling more? Are you traveling more now that we're out of the bubble? How has things changed for you since? And and I know you still, you know, you still have autism, but no, that just magically went away. That went it out. Magically, it, it went away. Uh, how have things kind of changed? Are you able to manage it better now that I know? I remember our first um, interview. 
you know, you were managing it uh, inside the bubble, inside being, you know, everybody was quarantined, and that can have its own pressure on someone with uh, autism. And now that you're outside of that, is it enabling you to manage that and pursue your dreams a little bit better and handle that a little bit better? I would have to say there's a little bit more. I mean, the anxiety went, you know, way down because now I kind of, you know, you get your vaccine and you're able to do more and go places Mm -hmm. and it feels sort of normal. So like it's gotten better, but I'd have to see the outlet on the stage being able to do shows again has helped because I'm back with my people. I'm back with with people that I like to, you know, circulate with the Elvis guys and the musicians, but also I'm able to kind of release act, which is, which was so difficult because you can sing and dance till your heart's content in your living room in your pajamas. But as an artist, I would have to say the magic comes from the electricity from the audience. If you're not getting a response, you don't really want to do it as somebody who that's the life you live and that's the lifestyle you express Correct. your love and, and, and happiness and joy and just you want to touch people and in that bubble Absolutely. you can't touch people. Hey guys, I want you to understand something, guys. Aaron, Aaron is out pursuing his dreams, doing what he loves to do. He's doing what he loves to do in spite of the physical truth that he has autism. In spite of that diagnosis, he's pursuing his passion, his dream. So this is saying the reason I chose the topic, guys, that they all shook up because we all have moments where something will shake us up, but we can't let that stop us from pursuing our passion, from pursuing our dreams and pursuing the goals. And I learned this. I learned this as a kid, as children. As children, children's imaginations are wide open. You ask a child, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be this. I want to be this. We want to do that. And they have this. And children's imagination is far reaching. But as we become adults, we begin to shorten our reach on what we think we can become or what we think we can do. And guys, in front of you, that you're watching this, and if you're listening, this is not a joke. This is somebody who has autism who says, I'm still going to pursue my passion. And he's killing it at it. He's doing it. He's touring around the country with autism, doing something he likes. And it's not even a topic of discussion when they book him. It's not even a topic or or hurdle when they book him. They say, hey, this is who we want, and this is who you are, and come do the show. He just left Tennessee doing a show with a live band am i correct with a live yes, band yes it was a live band and a, a orchestra and backing vocals i mean this is a full vegas show with and it was my first time working with a full absolutely and gaining that control and it just it's so magical because i met this guy he he was drumming for me and we were in the green room talking backstage sort of stuff and uh his name's Daniel Dowsy. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Daniel Dowsy. Daniel. Anyway, he's younger than he's younger, and we were talking about like he's like you got this song on your thing, and you got it on the charts, and and we need which version do you want to do? I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I was like, that's cool. That's cool that you know being so young and knowing the '74 version to the '73 version, it gave me some ease because I never played in Pigeon Forge, and I never played a big room like that. So I was nervous as it was, 
but it's also anyone out there who's watching, believe in yourself and have positive people around that believe in you. I mean, I'm so fortunate to have my buddy, John, Jay-Z, Jay-Z, the inner circle calls him, but his name is John and Jim Barone. He's another Elvis tribute artist. And he's been mentoring me, kind of passing the torch, so to speak, and trying right, to work right. with me on that. He's the one who got me the suit. Thank you so much. But it was just having people in your circle that are willing to take a chance on you. So wow. I was in Tennessee with them because he was competing in this contest as well. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to have some hands on someone that's rooting for you and that's physically there because it's Absolutely. better than you entering. He's not there. You're just talking over do this, do that. Cause the criticism is so welcomed and you can take it better when somebody that cares about you and that, that you understand, but it, it, it was incredible because everybody has a story and Correct. everybody Correct. has exes and past relationships and it helped me to sing my song and to do my performance with more feeling because if you've lived that song, it's more convincing and it comes from the heart and just give that emotion. So that's the selling point. But yeah, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And then um, I have a show tomorrow and then we have a con- another contest coming up. And then I'm planning on going to, I'm not, I don't know how to pronounce your name, but having people in your circle you can trust. Absolutely. That's a great. That's, that's, my, that's my man, Mr. Pitts in the building. That's my <laughs> man, Mr. Pitt. Pitts. Nailed it. Nailed it, man. You, I couldn't have said it better myself. And there's having a support group that helps, but then we're going out to Memphis. So I'll be in Memphis in August. And then we have a couple other things coming up, but it, it, it was just having those people that not only are able to support you, to give you that advice and just like exes and the haters, thank you. Cause that pushes you to, to develop yourself and to be better. And I need, I still need to come to Alabama without bringing the snow. No, 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 none of that. We, <laughs> we already had that conversation. You know, he said he said something, guys. That uh, I'm a I'm gonna drop this. I've, I always heard this, and and my mentor says this. Uh, my mentor is my uh, my my church, my apostle, uh, Stephen Davis. He says this. He said, write a thank you note to all your haters, thanking them for what they did, because if it wasn't for them pushing against you they really pushed you in the position where you're going now they gave you the courage to do and to succeed where they said you couldn't succeed had listen had we been had you been accepted by everybody we wouldn't know you right now the reason i know you now is because your haters didn't want you they set us up to meet uh aaron do you understand what i'm saying if we if we were to fit in with the people that we wanted to fit in with, there are certain relationships we would have never encountered. But because they did reject you, because they did reject us, now we can have this conversation. Now you can pursue your dreams. You can pursue your passion. Had they accepted you, you would have settled. Man, you didn't have to- I, 100%, 100%. percent I, I love your vocals too. You're giving me some Southern Baptist Revival vocals, baby. Don't even start it, man. <laughs> guys, listen. Uh, right here, guys. Listen, do me a favor. Already, I have in the chat, guys, is a link that I want you to use. Okay, that link that I have in the chat is the link to Walmart. Walmart, guys, is one of the affiliate sponsors 
for our show, PMG. And guys, I don't want you to send me your money. I don't want you to send me your paycheck. All I want you to do is use that link in the chat to shop. Do what you normally do, whether it be a grocery pickup or maybe you're buying some things for that loved one of yours, Easter's coming up. But use the link in the chat. Copy it, paste it, put it to your favorites, whatever you do. But use that link in your chat to shop. And I may earn a commission when you buy through this link. That link is in your chat right now. Or if you are watching this from a separate device and you said, hey, look, I like to scan the QR code. Well, there's a QR code right there on your screen. Go ahead and scan it. Go ahead and shop. Yeah, I don't want your money, guys, but please go ahead and use that link for me. Um, so would you say that uh, dealing with autism is a hassle for you now, more or less? I thought you were going to say, do you shop at Walmart? And I was going to be oh, like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to put you on the spot like that. No, no, no. Darn it. No sponsorship. No sponsorship. There's a Walmart every, and I, I'm guilty. I do, so. <laughs> but um, what was your question again? Sorry, I completely no, spaced like this, yeah. Would you say that dealing with autism now, as you get older, is it more or less of a hassle? I'd say it's less of a hassle because of the resources given mm-hmm. to us in the community, and and then there weren't as much of that mm-hmm. in the two thousands. I think the resources are helpful, but I have to credit the people that were behind me that that believed in me and the programs. Um, that were able there, that were there and that were available to help. Because without those, I wouldn't have developed uh, the skills, the fine motor skills, the independent living skills, and the, and the things that I need to survive and 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 to, to navigate day-to-day life and not only on stage but off. I'd have to say it's easier and I'd have to say for the younger people, there's a lot more advocacy, but mm. the stigma is slowly drifting away, which is a limit um, and, and a hurdle that you have to jump through as mm-hmm. an individual. Because just like, you know, you have people that you, of different walks of life that have to go through challenges, that the stigma in anything is a challenge. And, and that's if correct. That's right. more advocacy for it, and there's an image to go with it that's positive, more people will 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 want to be understanding. They'll want to help, and and they won't look at it as I need to hide my child away. Correct. That's correct. What damages her her life. But with the positive thing, it's okay. There's resources to help my child be the best that they can be, and fulfill life fulfillment programs and services have helped that immensely. Absolutely. Because there are parents with that, there are parents that have children with, that have autism, that's been diagnosed with autism. And, and, and you said something that a lot of times people will hide it away because of how it makes them feel and the whole stigmatism thing. And we talked about this last week in the show, uh, how things appear, how we appear to the general public means a lot to people. And it, it means so much to people that will hide mental illnesses that are really harmful and that people start harming themselves. Let me ask you something. So with that being said, 
with all of this information and, and information being said, having to deal with stigmatism, and you get some wonderful, encouraging words to people who uh, may be dealing with this issue right now while we're talking, while we're speaking. What would you say to encourage someone else who may be facing the exact same things or have a child on the spectrum? What is something that you would say to someone? I mean, first and foremost, that's your child. You're going to do what you want to do. Always go with your instinct, you know, and don't let people waver you from that instinct, you know. And that's, I'm so fortunate with my parents, especially, you know, my mom and my dad of, mm -hmm. of, of pushing those boundaries. But I would say, Find the resources, find the tools. If you exactly. can't afford them, because not everybody can, there's other programs. Reach out to some nonprofits. Reach out to some people that maybe might have the funds or, or that know about it. Don't stop because the funds aren't there and don't stop because exactly. you're discouraged. Because eventually you can kind of pick those people that'll be like, okay, let's try to help you and get you there because everybody deserves a fair shake in life. Everybody does. And not everybody gets that, but it's not always the kid's fault and it's not always the parent's fault. Sometimes it's circumstantial situations. Correct, correct. Push that boundary and push those situations because it's going to be hard, but it's worth it. It's worth it. It may not seem like it right in that moment, but it'll be worth it if you find the right people and you're determined and you have patience and resources. Patience and resources go a long way. Absolutely. All right. So it, if someone wanted to contact you for a show uh, or uh, what's the best way they could do that? Um, you have social media. Are you on social media? If someone wanted to contact you on social media, do that. what's your social media? Where are you at? Facebook, yeah, where you, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Twitter. I got a couple new little socials while I was out and about and doing things, but mainly through Facebook and through email on Facebook. Um, they can contact me there um, or private message me on um, Elvis Tribute Artist Aaron Smith on my Facebook page. And I will try to get back to y'all in a reasonable, reasonable time or, um, oh God, I don't have her number. I would say contact daily. But yeah, on those pages and, and I'll try to get to you as soon as I can with. What was, that? What was your Facebook page? Elvis, Elvis, Elvis Tribute Entertainer? Elvis Tribute Artist Aaron Smith on Facebook. Tribute Artist. Aaron Smith. I'm gonna get that in chat here real quick. And uh, yeah, that's my that's my that's where I post most of my stuff on there, videos and, and, and such. Okay, so it's uh, Elvis tribute artist Aaron Smith on Facebook. On Facebook, yes, sir. There you go, guys. Perfect. It's right there in chat, everybody. It is right there. That's his Facebook page, right there. Is that that's, correct? That is the page. That is that's the page. That's guys. And and you know, I'd have to say, doing this, I will say. Everybody has an inspiration in music and, and who they like to. I'm very versatile. I can go from rap to oldies to rock and roll to country, but I love picking out. And I think that's just maybe a musician thing to be versatile and to try to feel like you can fit in anywhere. Right, but right. I, say I, I love the older stuff. Not And it's not just Elvis. And, and you know, when we were talking about um, – different artists i'd have to say or not different artists different things in your life different types of music is just like life you can't limit your type of music to just one genre just like don't limit your life to one thing or thinking you can only like one thing or do one thing expand those horizons of what you can do versus what you can't do 
Mm, guys, that's some good stuff. Listen, we all face life's challenges sometimes, and it can even seem we must face them with one hand tied behind our back. Look, for instance, like Aaron, sometimes it seems like one hand was tied behind his back. Um, but we don't have to give up there. We don't have to give up when it feels like one hand is tied behind our back. All we have to do, guys, is keep swinging. We want to thank our very special guest, Aaron uh, Elvis, tribute artist, uh, for being here with Aaron Smith. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us again here on TMG, my friend. Thank you for having me, Travis. I really appreciate it. Ah, uh, guys, it's about that time. Equal pace that's coming from the good with the capital T. And don't forget to tune in right here each Thursday at a time, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, to listen to the show. And you can stream your favorite episodes on your favorite streaming platform, like Apple Podcasts, Google Fox, Google Pod, Google Fox, Spotify, Pandora, and so many more. Guys, as always, in party, if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. I'm out of here. I got to go. Peace. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.